Hello. The first discussion of this podcast would be, it will be, not would be, <laughs> it's going on right now, it's going to be about the colonization of hip-hop. We're going to be specifically looking at a typical UGM contract and dissecting, not fully, depending on how long we have it, but dis- looking into what they're asking for and how they really trick people into, uh, especially an average, not an average, I don't want to say average because that's not a nice word to use for an but what is a typical contract for a new hip-hop artist and how it's a, it's a form of exploitation and control and anything, you know, all the ugly things of colonization that we've learned of. So. I found this contract on Rap Rehab. (laughs) Strange title for a website, but it works. The only contract to find- see, NDAs are very powerful things, so I don't know how they got this contract, but gang gang to them, it's the only one I could find. And it was for an artist that made about 25,000 sales for a song, which is an incredible feat for someone who is independent has no advertising company working for them and except they like said how they basically use the power of social media to get that done and so they're trying to apply for these contracts and then they receive one back from ugm it's a it's quite ugly (laughs) so they ask for a bunch of little things. They, you know, they, they they show you what the advance your loan will be, how much your loan, how much you will receive as a loan from UGM, and then what you will do, the deadline, because there is a deadline. You can't just do it whenever and send it whenever. You, there is a deadline to follow, and with that, there's also those little little things like royalties, merch, and and touring creative aspect which is where the colonization really starts right i mean if it started since the beginning but uh, corporations have just a just a way of making you feel worse about yourself and so these contracts god bless them they're 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 called 360s right uh christopher vito he wrote a piece called just say no to 360s hip-hop's claim of economic exploitation and again, as I've said before, it's a typical journey that many of these artists face in which they have these contracts, like a good majority of these new artists have it because, you know, since there is a album sales aren't, since there are no album sales anymore, everything is streaming, nothing is bought. Now these labels are trying to f- greed their way into, and greed their way, they try to find alternative methods of getting cash i mean they already take enough as it is but they want more that's what i meant by greed i mean god darn it it's a little like the like the contract is literally called multiple rights contracts that sounds horrid and so they take an even higher percentage of merchandises and touring and they have full control, not full, well, actually, yes, they do have full control over your art or over your music and other whatnots, even endorsement deals. So they take an incredibly large profits and they practically leave crumbs to 
uh, I want to say an average famed artist in which, you know, average famed meaning they have a following but it's not extravagant, it's not like worldwide domination like some of these artists, other artists have, which shout out to them also. And so it started off by a loan, right? They, they start off, it's a, it's a snippet by the way, it's not a full contract, it's just a snippet from Universal Music Group and it, there's a lot of strange phrasing and words that I understand why a lot of people get confused as they step into this because it's, 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 they're new, it's, it's a new uh, aspect of the music industry that they haven't seen. This is, um, especially nowadays since everyone does everything through SoundCloud and whatnot, so they get into the music industry quite in the corporate level anyway, quite blind. They don't understand the jargon, but they see the percentage of the numbers and they go, that's good. I, I mean, it's a, it's a nice number. We'll sign it away. Which explains how, I think that's why Megan Thee Stallion was in the situation that she was in with 1501, her prior label. They also promised a bunch of things and she has admitted that she didn't understand the verbiage. Fair enough. They, they love to confuse, those contracts love to confuse people. So they give an advancement and this person was given a good $75,000, 70 to 75, and they had optional projects. So they have one project that they have to do, an LP, an album, and then they had to do, they had optional, one to three optional projects to do and specific money, specific loan amount written as well, depending on how good they do the first time, right? And this, well, they call it an advance. They make it seem like, well, here's the advance, you're gonna get more later. No, 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 no. It's a loan. <laughs> it's not, it's nothing fancy, it's a loan. And this is how they, another thing. So they give you a loan of 70,000 to this artist, right? If this artist, this artist has to make 70,000 uh, from their album, they have to. Because if they don't, if they, if it's, if they make, let's say, about, 50, 50k, so that means they owe about 20 to 25k to the uh, UG, to, to UMG, and that means that they're indebted. There's a lot more to it, obviously, but I'm trying to make it as small as I can, and because of this indebtment, because of this debt, sorry, not indebtment, that's a, I don't know why I'm just making words up, because of this debt, they have to, they, they can't take royalties. That's what I'm trying to say. They're try they can't have royalties. They the artist will not touch their royalties until that debt is paid off. Does that does that even ha what? Isn't that the worst? <laughs> I mean, you can't even have any like you can't make money off of it because you're in debt technically. And in the royalty section of it, they discuss. Well, here's another thing. They get into the percentages and the percentages look really pretty not for united states but for the rest of the world 90 percent for canada 85 percent for uk yada 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 and but in the u.s it's 17 to 18 percent ppd based in other words <laughs> it's some type of legal jargon this is why you need lawyers with you when if there's any contract you have to sign you need a lawyer with you because ppd based is you're not going to make 18% royalties in the US, you're going to be making far less. So that's one effect, right? That's one thing. And then they have ancillary rights. 
So this focuses on merchandises, touring, and other features. Um, so they they use this magical word if, as if that's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> See, there you go. If it, in other words, they know you're going to need the resources that they provide. They know you're going to need the proper tools to sell merch or to have a concert it, it gets worse it really it somehow some way gets worse and this is the section that i didn't like because they have this section called creative and this is how it really gets into the colonization of things especially when hip-hop artists this create this section it talks about mutual creative approval when there's nothing mutual about it because one line they're saying it's a mutual creative approval between the artist and the umg representative so it has to be the mutual decision has to be made between music artwork and remixes so they say it's a mutual thing it's a mutual decision but then on the next line they talk about how you know if there's a dispute they use the word dispute as if it's a cute little issue but it's not it's a problem it's it's a disagreement so if you have a disagreement between both parties so you you know, the artists have made this creation that they are very proud of. They put their blood, sweat, and tears in it. They love it. They feel like it's an epitome of, of, of their, you know, epitome of their hard work, of their creation. Other nice words <laughs> that I could say, because I'm very upset right now. Um, just reading it, or just reading the contract just upsets me. You know, to see it, uh, you know, it's like if they have a, a disagreement, this is what's said, if there's a dispute between parties, UMG is going to have to have the final say. It, the final say is left to the label. The artist has no control over it. <sighs> okay. See, this is why <laughs> the colonization of hip-hop comes in. And the fact that their culture, their, their image, or their their likelihood, their the way they portray themselves is already under scrutiny by them, right? They they own everything that that person has made. They they have the final say on a project. So what's the point of making all that all putting all that hard work in when nothing is done? Because there are a lot of situations, for example, Joe Budden has had it with his previous record label with Def Jam, in which he created a project and Def Jam was just not happy with it. And so it was this weird battle between them where they did not communicate and that's how uh, Joe Budden got left from, the, the, he, got, he was let go from that company. And Juicy J had the same issue with Def Jam, and he he threatened to leak his album, and so and then after that, a few discussions later, everything's fine. Kanye West is having issues with it. There's that you can't put a gridlock on an artist's creativity, and then you can't own it. It's just morally and ethically wrong to assume that you know it's it's so messed up to do like to have that thinking and this and that's why colonization in hip-hop is so strong 
because of that and Nipsey Hussle has even said it he's mentioned that that we're being colonized and he has every right to say it because it is that how are a majority of these incredible rap songs and hip-hop songs are being owned that aren't being owned by the proper artist by but in fact owned by some old white dude that has way too many yachts these corporations man they're just something else but as as previously mentioned by one of the articles the uh by Vito right the just say no to 360s he does say that a lot of people a lot of the new artists have noticed because everything is public now the taylor swift uh contract issues that she's had that she's still having uh, megan stallion and a lot of others it's all public it's all public knowledge now it's all out in the open and because of that artists are more aware of what is being said you know it's what is being done of the exploitation that is occurring between uh, behind the scenes so there is a larger movement towards independence and i think that's an incredible thing and i can't wait to see it because we do tend to see these artists be stuck right by the by their label to be a certain image or to be um to produce just a certain sound or to just be stuck in that one little box with deadlines and not reach the creativity that they want to because of all these restrictions so the the fact that a lot of these artists are independent is an incredible thing and i can't wait to see more well i hope you have a lovely day